All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I remember a day like when when iPods were first becoming a thing, and having an iPod was like a real privilege. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in junior high. My school advised against using the standard iPod headphones because of deafness. No, because of stealing. Because oh. like basically, if you had white headphones, that was an indicator you had an iPod and not just some shitty oh, Walkman or MP3 player. Stolen. And so you might get mugged. I went to a rough junior high. Yeah, you did. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How was your holiday? Uh, pretty pretty awesome, actually. Good. Yeah. That's yeah, didn't, nice. Didn't do a whole lot extra. Work didn't come up a lot. Like, Oh, that's good. That was good. I felt like it was substantial. Like, I mean, I'm still bummed to be back the way anybody would be. Yeah. But unlike many vacations, mm-hmm. there were times where I was like, what day is it? How was Levy Day? I didn't go. What? Levy Day didn't happen this year. Really? Yeah, it's the first time since I've been of just, legal drinking age. Just you or ever? No, no, it didn't happen. Oh. Nobody organized it. Oh, that sucks. Which is fine. I mean, we probably outgrew it a little bit. I still yeah. saw my buddies on, on New Year's Day. That's or, good. or at least a few of them. Because I saw pictures posted and I figured that you definitely did. Uh... Yeah, we still kind of put on nice duds and we went for a few beers in Dartmouth. Where? Doolittles. Oh, right. I saw you posted there. I just thought that was like a traditional levy stop. It's not, although we've often gone there as our last stop. Once the, the group breaks, we kind of branch right. off and go to... It's the seediest bar in Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's 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 sweet for that very reason. Is it the one on Portland Street? <clears throat> no, it's like in the Tacoma Center. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's it's right next to a Cleves or, or a, maybe it was a Cleves and now it's something not cleaves but still sports related i don't know well that's fun did you still have a few drinks that day yeah a couple but i had to get up at four o'clock the next morning how that might have affected your still doing the old morning show yeah oh well oh got another month of it i guess do you find you have a lot of time to prepare for the show show when you (laughs) i did today and we didn't watch any new shows for this week's episode no which was such a breeze (laughs) yeah nice i know i just (laughs) within the last hour or so made a couple different lists me too me too yeah uh, so I guess we can first start off with just whatever entertainment news has happened. Although over the holidays, it's been kind of quiet. Mm. Just today, like the disgusting uh, presidential uh, gossip has kind of picked up again. And he's got a few new... Uh, uh, like accusers or... No, just like an annoying tabloidy president related things. Right. Like now he's mouthing off about Bannon and... Uh, oh, interesting. Yesterday he kind of took credit for the fact that there were no plane crashes on commercial jets <laughs> yeah, I heard in that. 2017 which was bizarre so just like he's back from the holidays yeah. and here we are in 2018 and things aren't better right but other than that like movie wise there's very little star wars dominated the box office yeah right up until jumanji took over the other yeah, day jumanji and, and i saw jumanji and i was telling you i thought it was awesome it was i enjoyed it better than the original i had no doubt yeah i had really? no doubt it was going to be good I, yeah. I was kind of like, okay, I'll go because it's, you know, I'm Who going decided with two to go? small children. Oh. Well, yeah, it was like a babysitting thing kind of. Yeah. But it was good. It was good just to get out of the house. And then once I was there, I found myself really enjoying the movie. Good. Yeah. That's uh, that's the best family movie if you yeah. can enjoy it too. I saw Star Wars a couple times now. I saw Molly's Game the other day. Yeah. You really liked that? Really liked that. It doesn't open wide until this week. So hopefully it'll make a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Really good. Sweet. Yeah, I got to check it out. Where did you see it? Saw it at uh, Bears Lake. Like, okay. it's, it's playing here just very minimally. It's around. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of cool because he is never going to have a hard time getting a movie made, mm-hmm. even if his movies don't have a track record for, like, being really huge at the box office. He being Aaron Sorkin. He being Aaron Sorkin. Because he comes in under budget. He, like, he, he was, I heard an interview with him on the BBC the other <laughs> he day. He famously is on budget? Well, he's not a director until this movie. Oh, right. But he makes cheap movies. Mm. Like, he famously makes inexpensive films. So, he was talking about how uh, studios would love for him to make a $150 million movie. He's like, I could definitely get a meeting, if not the gig, writing Deadpool. Because right. he's the chatty superhero. Right. But it would still just at best be a superhero legal drama. Legal drama. Right. And that's not what you want. So he makes these movies that are like $50 million because they're about like people who wear uh, shirts and ties. Yeah. Being just as quippy. And that's cheaper to make. It's like how Kevin Smith joked about 
writing a script for superman and then he realized he caught himself writing a script where superman actually got scared and went and hid behind a rock <laughs> did that happen yeah <laughs> so he was like this is why i can't write superman can't write superman yeah hey this is cool see this yes show show monikered mouse pad special edition show show merch for those that still use a mouse pad uh, my brother got this for me, and he got me a couple of show show mugs as Which well. Is awesome! They are awesome. That's a great call. It's yeah, it was the best gift. <laughs> so cool. Where? How did he get those made? He knows some website. Okay, he, like got stuff ordered. He nice. just had to send in the graphic. Man, that's amazing. It was very thoughtful. Definitely. My brother's a very thoughtful gift giver. Perfect. Do you have a hard time feeling like? Because I usually like I'll spend money on a gift. Yep. Same. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't put any kind of creativity into that. Yeah, I don't. Some people are really good at. St- like just keeping stock of things that people say throughout the year yeah and then oh yeah like i'm close with people who are very good at that i am and i I'm am like how did you even think of that i'm close with people like that too becky's quite good at that but yeah. i don't have that skill and right. even sometimes i'll be like geez i wasn't very creative with my gift giving and i seemed cheap but <laughs> it's too late <laughs> oh yeah and you're like well there's always next year hopefully yeah, that's that's kind of what i go through yeah. each time uh, how about TV over over the Christmas break? Did you watch Black Mirror? Did I ever? How was it? In like one day. Yeah, yeah. It was. I loved it. So the one people are talking about is the USS Callister episode. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first episode of the season. That's, that's kind of the buzzworthy one. Is why okay, would that be? Cool. Can you say? Uh, well, they're they're really good actors, and I think it leaves people feeling a bit shook. Um, it, that's the one with Jesse Plemons in it. Yeah. And uh, Christy Milioti. Yes, yep. Christy She was really good. She it. wants to do a spinoff. Oh wow! She's already said. Yeah, interesting. It and it, it it's got legs. Okay. Yeah, it's you should watch it. I definitely want to watch Black Mirror, especially since yesterday I was told it's not as uh, creepy as previous seasons. It's just thinky. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more thinky. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't feel as dirty after watching a lot of them. Okay, that's good. Because um, the but, last one I watched was that one with. Uh, with Wyatt Russell where he's like the video game guy and he goes to the haunted house and there's a big spider. Yeah. And I was like, that's too scary for me. Yeah. There's, well, there's one episode that's definitely, you'll want to stay away from. It's in black and white. Just okay. that's all you have to know. Okay. Uh, but that's episode episode four, you would really, really like. Okay. That's like the lighter side of, it, it's, I would, um, I would pair it up with the San, what was it called last year? Like the San Tropeo episode or whatever where yeah. um, it was basically just a love story. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if I saw that. It was it got nominated for all of the Emmys. It oh. was the only episode of Black Mirror that did. What about the one that Jodie Foster directed? Uh that one was. What, do you know what that one's called I don't or what know. it's about? No, I just know she did one of them. There was one that uh, I hated, and and wonder if it was universally hated. Okay, I feel like maybe it was. What episode was that? That uh, was episode three. Episode three of Black Mirror this season, yep. which is season four, right? Yeah. I'm gonna really quickly look that up, and then we'll see if everybody agrees. I also started watching The Crown just yesterday, so I'm on episode three of The Crown. Oh, okay, cool. I've seen that far in the first season. Crocodile is the one you don't like. Crocodile is the one I don't Crocodile like. Crocodile was not directed by Jodie Foster. Okay, it was directed I think by John Hillcote. I think she directed. Um, Archangel, which was the second. The episode. second one was directed by Jodie Foster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Rosemary Duet. Oh, okay. So Jodie Foster uh, has been mouthing off all week about blockbusters. She's uh, been saying that superhero movies are ruining cinema. Uh, I mean, there's no need to take that opinion either. That's the thing. Because you, you can't stop it. That's what I said. It's, it's, she's not wrong. Like yeah. she, She's right that blockbusters are getting in the way of what she calls cinema right but it's also the way this industry thrives i mean it would be like me saying that like techno and djing is ruining music yeah or like wonder bread is ruining baking yeah (laughs) yeah like we need it yeah it's a very consumable the world needs it yeah i think we're on the same page at this point yeah there's so much that can be done and you can't let it get in the way of what you like what about uh dave chappelle like. the new chappelle i haven't special. watched it yet oh, Th- that's one that's been a glaring glaring hole two there's two there's you put two. out four specials in 2017 well the the first two were already recorded like he well, just had to release those. yes and by the way the the Birdman dilemma or whatever it's called one of the two yeah that he's just put out on new year's eve yeah. one of them was not a prepared 
special oh, at all. Really? I don't know if anyone else is taking that opinion, but like, did you watch both of them? I watched both of them. The first one, the theater one, is very good. Okay, cool. Um, and the other one is just taped in the comedy store, and it's kind of cool to see Dave Chappelle just kind of talking, Riffing around in the being, comedy store, being uh, naturally comedically brilliant. Yeah, but it's first of all, it's way too fresh. He's like, he comes on stage and he's like, so they got Charlie Rose today. So it was just made oh. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he was just trying to fulfill his. Uh, because didn't didn't he have to make them within 2017 too? Maybe. So he literally just like threw together one. I think that's what happened. It wow. wasn't, but it, but I mean, for being a brand new hour of material, it's it's very it's really tight. Good. The the thing everybody's annoyed about though is that he talked a lot about uh, sexual assault allegations in the business, specifically about Louis. And uh, oh really? So all the headlines are talking about how they single out that Dave Chappelle. Um, criticizes Louis Accuser. Dave Chappelle uh, says Louis Accuser has uh, a weak ass backbone or something. What is it? A weak ass, weak ass spirit? Because the the accuser said, "Crush my spirit." Well, you got a uh, weak ass spirit. Uh, okay. That was that was the joke. But to be fair, Dave then goes on for like twenty five minutes justifying what he means and apologizing for and and like and not excusing Louis. But they single out in the tweets and the headlines. Louis is uh, a sexual assaulter, uh, sexual abuser, um, sympathizer. It's so frustrating. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle is a sexual abuser, sympathizer. But he's not, really. No. He just does the the common, edgy, comedic thing where he says the thing and then he digs himself out. Yeah. Sorry, I think you said Louis when you meant to say Dave Chappelle. I apologize. Yeah. No, that's that's what they're trying to spin him as. When If you watch the hour, that's really not what's happening at all. I need to get into it. I can't believe I haven't watched it. You watched the two last year, too? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, we did a podcast about them. Oh, we did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah, Well, maybe we can do a podcast about these two. I don't know. I, I think don't. I think, I think it's very difficult to talk specifically about yeah, somebody's right. stand up without just quoting it. Yeah, maybe that's what we did last time. Yeah, but I, it's on my list. It's the top of my list. I watched Black Mirror. I'm watching that Manhunt Unabomber show. Oh, I heard about this. It's pretty good. Okay, it's it's very. I knew nothing of the Unabomber. No, I mean I knew that the Unabomber was a thing, but I didn't know what Unabomb meant. Do people? And, kind of refer to the Unabomber in like a sarcastic way like is it okay to make jokes about the Unabomber in ways that it wouldn't be okay to make jokes about 9-11 I maybe because enough time has passed but like it was like the early 90s when he was kind of doing stuff right I think it was maybe because he had more of a personality like more like a character Charles Manson-esque I see. but but was kind of like a a very like anti-establishment mathematician like he oh. was like very brilliant i think he was like an anarchist yeah yeah absolutely yeah. okay yeah interesting um so anyways the 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 show kind of pro like profiles the profiler that kind of caught him through studying linguistics oh okay which was interesting but it, it's a fiction based thing or is it a docu no it's it's a it's a fiction based show about what happened yeah. oh okay yeah fictional account it's a scripted show yeah i see yeah. uh star wars at the end of this weekend surpassed harry potter for worldwide gross okay in, so uh harry potter uh in its eight movies i don't know if you include fantastic beasts as a ninth but in the harry potter franchise 8.53 billion dollars worldwide wow. star wars now officially 8.55 both that's insane i wouldn't have thought that Harry Potter made it to the billions just in the movie franchise. Eight and some billions. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, incredible. It's, that's a, a little more than a billion dollars a movie, but Harry Potter yeah. was the biggest ever. Wow. Now, Star Wars has more legs than Harry Potter, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, Marvel still leads with $13.5 billion, but that's over 17 movies. Right. So it's not a better average per movie. Right. Not necessarily connected, just being a... right in the same universe. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, John Williams has signed on to compose the solo score. Okay. I've seen posters now for Solo. Uh, the outcome of this movie, which is like five months away or less, not yeah. looking any brighter. No. Wow. No. no. Do you think there's anything that can stop? Will you be excited to see it? Or will you just kind of go and Definitely. see and, what it's and, about? And I'm, I'm telling you right now, in five months, I'm really going to be on the wait until you've seen it train. Yeah. And then once everyone's seen it, I'm really going to be on the, but did you really hate it train? <laughs> I, <laughs> like I, like I you're on with the Star Wars? No. Uh, I objectively think The Last Jedi is an excellent film. 
not mm. the best Star Wars movie, sure. but objectively. An but you're film. on there. Did you really hate it train? When well, people say I, hate uh, it. I am certainly because people decide because of the narrative, whether or not they're supposed to like something and they let mm. that inform their actual opinions. Mm-hmm. Everybody's already made up their mind that Solo is not going to be any good. So they're going to go in there and they're going to sit down and they're going to go, here we go. And then they're going to leave going, that was friggin' terrible. You think so? Yes, I do. I don't know. It is going to happen. I I leave some hope for it. Especially after The Last Jedi having this stink on it. Now everybody's like pissy. They're like, oh, it's okay to dislike a Star Wars movie. (laughs) You think? Yes. I don't know. I know. You know. Yeah. All right, you're forecasting it. And I mean, there's definitely justifiable concerns. The the bringing in of Ron Howard to salvage a movie that was being slaughtered sarcastically. Sure. The fact that Alden Ehrenreich apparently The fact he's going to narrate it, I think, is the weirdest part. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't. Arrested Development. No, he did not do that. Uh, Emma Stone named Hollywood's highest paid actress of 2017, which struck me as really odd. What movie was she Because she didn't make, like, a big movie this year, just, like, these, like, indie art house Oscar bait movies. And then it occurred to me she didn't take a salary for La La Land. She took back end, oh, which became like quite a big thing baller. in the first half of the year. Yep. And that turned out to be wise. Good call by her. It was. In fact, the top three highest grossing films of 2017 were uh, led by female actors, by actresses. Star Wars, Wonder Woman, and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So that's cool. Gal Gadot. Uh, and Hoda Kotb replaces Matt Lauer officially. Oh, I didn't know that on the Today Show. Yeah, God, was, she must like, be so happy to get away from Kathy Lee. I thought the same thing. What is Kathy? Who's gonna? Is she gonna drink with? Now? Who's she gonna drink wine with? Yeah. And is Hoda still gonna be drinking? No, I don't think so. I think no. she's a more serious journalist. I think so too. And I think it's cool for her. Everybody uh, was like really excited about yesterday, as if we like know Hoda Kotb. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Uh, she's going to pay be paid one third of what they paid Matt Lauer, which will surely be turned into like a, a an issue for some people. I yeah. think it's just a fame thing. Then that's well, their ratings are way up right now. Ever since he left, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I wonder if they, have they addressed it much. Yeah, they, they kind of have to. They were very candid when he got fired. Yeah. Like it, it was Hoda and Savannah Guthrie were on TV, and they were just like, "This is awkward." He was our friend. We feel terrible. It was like, oh, very, so, so was, they were they were transparent about like, well, because they found out friend. like an hour before they had to go live on TV and break the story about their colleague, which was the biggest story of the week. Right. It was very unusual. So they weren't like good riddance. No, he touched my ass. No, they were kind of like we're heartbroken by this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It, it was very cool. It was a cool moment in broadcast because it was very genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll have to go back and watch that. What's he gonna do now? He's gonna spend some much needed family time. I'm sure. Yeah. Him. It makes like what Brian Williams did, but like lying, getting in a. You're like, ah, oh, poor Brian Williams. Brian Williams is just working his way back up the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> he's he has to start at like the Today Show yeah. or like one of those shows. He's not allowed Good to take morning, any more America. chopper rides. Yeah, <laughs> until you can be truthful, we're not letting you get. In Can't the use the NBC helicopter anymore. <laughs> So what do you have for notes? What did you, you want okay, so, specifically have show? Cause I have a huge list of shows that are coming out in 2018. I, I want to get to as many of them as possible. I wrote my 10 best. Okay. For, for 2017. For 2017. Okay. As well as honorable mentions and ones that a lot made a lot of lists that I, that we didn't necessarily do or that great. I didn't catch up on. So this is great. So you're going to cover 2017 yeah. and I got a big list of 2018. Yeah. I was hoping you'd do that too. Perfect. So you go ahead. Okay, great. Uh, okay, so my number one show of 2017. Yep. Can I... Uh, hmm. She guess. She guess. Uh, Westworld, maybe? Or was that not this year? Was that 2016? Uh, I, I put it on the list. I know it you loved Westworld. cracked my top five. Yeah. I think it was technically 2016. But whatever. Um, oh, shoot. You loved... Uh, I wanted to say Ozark, but no, you didn't like... You liked Ozark a lot, but you didn't like go over the moon for Ozark. It's on my. It's in my top five. Okay, just right. barely cracked my top five. All right, it's number five. It's I five. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you like dark a whole lot. Go ahead. Okay, so my number one overall. I'm gonna go. Oh, of course. Uh, I had dark at number nine. By the way. Okay. Um, my number one overall, the good place. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, good. It seems. I, I thought for sure you were going to pick like an hour long drama. No, something I, I, dark. I was close to to doing that, and then I realized, you know what? I think the show that I liked the most overall was The Good Place. It brought you the most joy. Super, super, super close to my number two, which could easily be number one. You could talk me into it, which was The Leftovers. Oh, yeah, you did. The Leftovers. leftovers like, yeah. I think it's maybe one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, doesn't have the rewatchability. No. Nope. But love the entire series. The tightness. is just a great little book of story. Totally. The Good Place, the neat thing about that show is it just kind of popped this year. Like it had yeah. been around for a year already, just kind of floating in the rafters. And suddenly everybody got it. Within a couple of weeks, yeah. everybody jumped on The Good Place. Yeah. Because we all realized at once how joyful this show was. We, we had no idea what it was about. No. And then we, I watched an actual spoiler for the first season, which right. got me into it. And then I just was fully on board. It was just very creative. And yeah. really, it has all the pieces. Of course, we would like it. And my sister worked at a theater with Chidi. That's so cool. Chidi also acted at this theater that she was in. Oh, man. Very Does cool. she have anything to say about him? Oh, she just was like, I, I met him a couple times. Very sweet person. Like, seems super nice. Definitely has no, like, pretension about him. And, right. And, but I also didn't talk to him that much. He's also gotten more famous since then. That's true. Um, three, uh, this was probably one of your favorites too, Stranger Things 2. Oh, yeah, Stranger. That was that was maybe my most exciting TV viewing experience this year. It was a great watch. Although the one that brought me the biggest surprise was probably American Vandal. I know I'm probably going in too hard on no, American Vandal. No, no, no. Uh, American Vandal cracked a lot of top 10 lists. It was I, just I, so un, unlikely. I was going to put that on a, sh a show that I haven't followed up on, but kind of plan to. Yeah. Yeah. It has a, a tremendous amount of unlikely heart. Y yeah. And, and that's what people say is it really throws you for a loop. And maybe that's why it's rated so highly is because it's about a, a show about a guy that paints dicks on cars. <laughs> yeah, who did the dicks? Yeah. Who did yes. the dicks? <laughs> Parentheses. Close. Um, four was Westworld. Yep. Although Westworld. maybe it was 2016. I saw it on a 2017 list. It just year. seems to me that there was a, a bunch of uproar because they were going to wait two seasons, two years between seasons. Right. And I know they're coming back in 2018. 2018 or 19? This year. They're coming really? back this year. And so I'm pretty sure it's 2016, 18. Okay. Um, well, I, I could scratch that off. But great show. Another one. Uh, five, I had Ozark. Got mm -hmm. a lot of enjoyment out of Ozark. Yep. I thought that show went to a place uh, that I didn't really expect it to go with a lot of different characters. Pretty friggin' brutal at times. You watched all of it too, right? Yep, I did. And you weren't as on board with it as I was. I really like, because I really like Jason Bateman. Yeah. He's got some kind of quality to yeah. him that is very charismatic. Without him, I couldn't be less interested. Have you heard the uh, Pete Holmes interview with Josh Rubin? Wasn't that wild? <laughs> Wasn't that I love wild? It. He's so good. Yeah. He, and his, his Jason Bateman impression? I, I uh, hey, but uh. yeah, well, and uh, and, and no, I, I can't even, I can't, I couldn't believe it because it. I'm not looking at the guy. Yeah, and it's Jason Bateman he's yeah. doing. Yeah, and it was perfect. Have you heard much of much of Josh Rubin at all? I did that day. Oh, I, you I, gotta, you gotta go and look at some of his. Uh, he did this thing called "Hello, My Name Is" right on College Humor. Do you remember that at all? He I, did I one looked with, at it that day when with, I listened to that podcast. There's one with Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. That one's really funny. Okay, I haven't seen that. He's incredible. Like Josh Rubin. Yeah, well, yeah. and the whole premise of that podcast was, I can't wait for you to be an A-list famous star. Right. And I could see that. Yeah. I think he has it. And and his first episode is apparently equally as crazy. And Man. I need to go back. He did a couple other... I mean, he did a lot of impressions in that podcast. And he did the ones you'd expect him to do. His Tony Robbins as God was so funny. Yeah, but he did oh, a... Did a bunch of like impressions that you just would not expect somebody to do. Right. I heard Pete Holmes do Mike Birbiglia recently. I don't know what podcast it was on. Okay. It might be on Mike Birbiglia's podcast, the old ones. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. Yeah. It was really amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I will have to listen to that one. I love sure. a good impression. A good impression, especially an unheard impression, like Ross Marcon style. Yeah, it makes it really special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Six, I have Master of None. Mm. We were big yeah. fans of Master of None all together. And, and like it was really special the first year and even stronger the second year. I think so too. Much like Stranger Things. Yep. Yeah, it was on a lot of lists. Not necessarily the top 10 on all, but it was to me. Yeah. Uh, seven, I have Black Mirror. Okay. Late entry. Yeah. I just love Black Mirror. So that was this new season of Black Mirror. Yeah. Was that Did that come out in 2017? No, I think it came out before Christmas last year. Oh, yeah, I but think. that's that's 
Okay. But this new season came out in 2017. It came out on the 29th. I see. Okay. Um, 10. Wait. No. 6, uh, 7, 8 is Game of Thrones, which... Still? Should... Yeah, I... You I know thought what? it had a really vanilla year. The amount of entertainment that I got from it puts it puts it there. For the fight scenes alone, for the, the battle scenes, which... It's pedigree earns at a top 10 spot. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, just on name alone. Yeah. Um... Nine, I had d- 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 Dark. Oh, yeah. Love Dark. Man. And 10, I put Big Mouth. Okay. Because it was, you know what? Yep. For all that it was, it was something that I was always ready to watch again. Yeah. I love Nick Kroll. Love John Mulaney. It is definitely like nothing we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. Um, and it's very quotable. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions go to shows. The Missing was one that I streamed both seasons of this year. Okay. Um, We've never done that. This is like a German show that I found through Rotten Tomatoes that had insane ratings. And okay. I just decided to check it out. You've told me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Big Little about Lies. About the father and the... Yeah. The first one was about the father and the missing son. The yeah. second one was about a missing daughter. Okay. Um, and meanwhile, there's a detective that kind of plays the through story in both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Check it out if you get a chance. Okay, really the, great. the Missing. Uh, Big Little Lies, yep. I gave an honorable mention. Well, we did the podcast about that. We did, the, yeah. Yes. So an honorable mention, meaning I watched the whole series. Oh, and, you did? Okay. And uh, yeah, I thought it was Man, did decent. It, did it get its critical acclaim? It really did. I oh, think, yeah. I think maybe more than it should have. Maybe. I gave it an honorable mention, though, because I watched all of it, and it, it's on the list. Well, the Golden Globes are this Sunday, and it'll definitely take something. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, I put on there. The OA was one that I was also very, uh, yeah, really wanted to stream over and over. Uh, yeah, I kind of thought that was going to be bigger than it was. Yeah, kinda just sizzled. Yeah, you're right. Fizzled. Definitely sizzled. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have like the the upkeep that you know, like Stranger Things has. Well, like, it came just after the Stranger Things wave, so we were like, oh, this is the next one. Right. This is the next Stranger. And it things. wasn't and quite. Can't expect that with no, anything. It was but. naive. Um. Rick and Morty I have on there. Yep. Uh, the OA Legion. Oh, yeah. Um, better yeah, Things. Yeah, you loved Legion. I'm surprised that's not on your top 10. I loved it, but it was so out there that yep. comparing the other shows, I don't think I could put it there. If, okay. if you needed me to replace one, I might. Nah, if you need me to replace one, I might even put the Americans in there. Yeah. Uh, which I have in, under honorable mentions. It was my top 10 last year. Uh, better things I didn't finish, mm-hmm. but it seems very great. It's like one of those shows that I, I think I'll follow up on. Better things was Pam, Pam Adlon. Pam yeah, Adlon, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, uh, the, the the other one, the the Billy Eichner one we did in the same podcast people? that got canceled. Oh, did it? Yeah, it got sloshed. L- a lot sloshed. of a lot of critics like that too. Yeah, I, it wasn't for either of us. No, it wasn't. Um, Smilf is one that I want to follow up on. That was on. good. So I want to continue watching that. Yeah. Uh, I want to continue watching Mindhunter. Haven't finished it yet, but yep. I feel it deserves an honorable mention uh, based on where a lot of people are putting in their top tens. Yeah. And uh, the shows we missed, I have as Insecure. Insecure. Yeah. Have you heard about this at all? I think it's on Showtime. Okay. Maybe uh, I've heard. It's, uh, it's like Lear... Larissa Wilmore, and she writes it. Okay. I don't know if she's related to Larry Wilmore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, a show about two African-American women, I think, in Hollywood. Okay. Um, I don't know that I've heard of it. Insecure. Yeah. yeah Ma- made a lot of lists. That, like These are the ones that made a lot of lists, and I didn't necessarily uh, f- like know of them this year okay uh oh okay so that was one and then the next three i know of but just didn't watch this year better call saul bojack horseman and fargo i'm a little surprised we've never done better call saul on the podcast yeah uh insecure is Issa Rae. i know Issa Rae. i, I, I oh, know okay. about Issa Rae. Issa Rae? Yeah, yeah yeah okay um better call saul that's kind of still meandering some people still really enjoy it yeah it made again made a lot of lists bojack horseman made a lot of lists yeah it's a very smart show yeah which i just haven't followed up on uh and fargo is that still holding strong yes yeah well i don't think the the latest season did but is that the ewan mcgregor season yeah okay but a lot of people again put it out there yeah i haven't seen it so i can't speak to it okay shows that didn't follow up on, but were basically like, like 
top five and most not top five, but like you'd see them crack very top buzzworthy five quite shows. A bit. Yeah, uh, um, or at least top twenty. Yep. Were this is us? Oh yeah. The Crown. Yeah. Um, the Deuce. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Deuce. The Deuce mm-hmm. was big. Glow. Glow was great. A lot of people like Glow, Glow. would be in my top ten for sure. Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah. Which. Like, again, a lot of buzz. We haven't followed Probably up Probably the most blogged about show this year. Yeah. Uh, Miss Maisel, getting a lot of late love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep up with that show. Yeah? I love it. And the number one show that I didn't follow up on that took number one in a lot of these countdowns, which makes me want to go back and watch the entire series, but it's kind of hard because some of them are, like, way older. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Twin Peaks The Return getting... The critical acclaim that I had no idea it was even getting until a, looking at these A lists. lot of critical acclaim, but much like much like The Last Jedi. Yeah. A lot of critical acclaim, and half the fans love and half the fans hate. Right. It's very split among the fans. So it's funny because it's like number two or one on like five of the different lists that I read. I'm yeah. just like, man, I need to get back into this. I and heard Kyle McLaughlin is awesome in this new yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. Over the holidays, I saw uh, Elephant Man. No kidding. Yeah. All right. It was just on TV. Yeah. And I was watching the Canada hockey game and they went up by five goals. So I was yeah. like, what else is on? Was oh, it Elephant great? Man? Was it really touching? Yeah, it was really good. It was yeah. Anthony Hopkins and John Hurt. And yeah. I had no idea that it was like, I thought it was like a movie from like the 60s or 50s, but it was actually the 80s and it was yeah. David Lynch that did it. Yeah. So I was like fully pulled in at that point. Yeah, I it was watched, cool. It was weird. It was I watched Pretty great. Woman for the first time. Oh, yeah? I can't believe I'd never seen it. I don't think I've ever watched it the full way through, but you must have really liked it. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like it that's was, right up your right up your alley. It was right up my alley. That's good Gary Marshall. It was very yeah, sweet. Right. I watched it with my mom. Okay. Uh, my mom and dad, too, actually. We watched a lot of movies over Christmas. Yeah. And mom was just so giddy to watch Pretty Woman. That's so funny. She was so excited. We also watched uh, Logan Lucky with Adam Driver and Daniel Craig. And Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Soderbergh. It's really good. Yeah. It's well. It's like it's it's really fun. It's okay. really entertaining. Nice. Yeah. Worth a watch. Definitely. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um. And uh, I was gonna note Bob Einstein on Cousin Sal's podcast a little while ago. <laughs> Were we talking about that at you all? You mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about Pretty Woman and how he's like, I don't think that there's ever been a movie where a hooker actually has a heart of gold. Like, can, <laughs> can we stop this narrative that the hookers are like all very like like well-rounded people that just kind of went off the track rails like a little bit? It's yeah. like, no, your your life's a mess. And she has like a really strong moral code too like yeah. she would never do drugs and she <laughs> she won't kiss on the mouth and i don't know if that is a rule in the culture but like you're right it is very fairy tale yeah yeah i haven't seen it again but uh there's a very rapey scene with jason alexander in it really he really definitely sexually assaults her in this movie oh my god it's shocking whoa mm-hmm. and is this kind of like a, a turning point in the movie yes okay it's not like a comedic part where she's <laughs> no. like come on <laughs> but you're a hooker <laughs> yeah. no it's not a good thing to okay. see it's not good wow. i think you really summed up 2017 in television just that, now excellent yeah really good job now let's move on to the new year i'm excited new horizons this is just a list in no particular order of the shows that we are most likely going to cover on the podcast in the coming year okay i didn't know this existed a show called Grownish. okay it is a Blackish spinoff. The daughter from Blackish is now going away to school. The daughter's Zoe. She begins her freshman year in college and bonds with an unlikely group of students. Who knows? Grownish. They're already promising. Oh, grown. Like grown, it's not G R O A N. Yeah, it's G R O W N. But yes. that's going to be the big joke if it doesn't go well. Grownish. Grownish. You're absolutely right. Like, and they've already oh, promised uh, cameos from Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson. Cool. I mean, Bye. that show does really well. It'll be like the uh, different world to the Cosby show. Exactly. Did you ever watch A Different World? No. I used to love A Different World. Really? It was just one of those shows that was on every day. Who from A Different World was from the Cosby show? Lisa Bonet. She started on it. Oh, okay. So it was her character from the Cosby show? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What was her name? She uh, wasn't Sandra. Sandra was the older sister who kind of disappeared. People are screaming at their iPhones right now. I think it. I think she was the older sister that kind of disappeared, wasn't there she? There was an older, older sister oh. who was not even the same race as the rest of the family. Well, Lisa Bonet was pretty pretty light compared to the rest of the family. I'm not going to have this argument with you. <laughs> That's a smart call. 
now I think I think this is pronounced the shy could be pronounced the chi but it's Lena Waite who uh, wrote the Thanksgiving episode of Master of None this yeah year. I've it's heard her, about this show it's her own show takes place in Chicago Southside so I think it's called the shy yeah uh, and it's a drama oh it's a drama she's created a compelling drama about a group of people living in Chicago Southside cool so definitely gonna check that out she's already an Emmy winner yeah so that's gonna be exciting yeah uh, something called Black Lightning. Now, Black if I tell you it's just about another washed-up superhero, you're going to roll your eyes. Yeah. Go ahead. Ugh. Yeah, right. Exactly. I roll. That's how I felt, too. Um, but they're trying to make it a little bit more interesting. Jefferson Pierce is retired from his superhero persona as Black Lightning. In fact, he's now a school principal, but he's coming out of the woodwork to be a vigilante once again uh, when there's a rise of a gang called the 100. And he has to fight against them. So that could be... Who's that starring? I don't know. Oh, okay. This is just... But you know what? If you look up lists of mm-hmm. the shows to look for this year, it's on all of them. And oh, I really? got a lot of lists here. That's one that, for some reason, people are stoked about Black Lightning. Do you know what, what network that's on? terrible name. Uh, I know that there's some new superhero show on the CW coming this year. It okay. might be that, but that they're really trying to rebrand the CW superhero shows because those are going down the tubes. Nice. Uh, it might be that, or it might be something else entirely. Okay. I don't know if this superhero is pre-existing from mm-hmm. some kind of lore or or franchise. I've never heard of Black Lightning, but I hope it does exist before. Otherwise, the name Black Lightning is real bad. It's awful. It's not good. Blackish Lightning. Black Grownish Lightning. Grown... <laughs> I'm really excited for this one. The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, Season 2 of okay. The Ryan Murphy Show. Uh, and so, of course, People versus O.J. was huge. follow-up to O.J. And it's really interesting that they're finding all of these, like, American icons mm-hmm. having been involved in really high-profile uh, crime cases. Now, in the case of O.J. Simpson and Gianni Versace, they're both murder trials. Right. Um, a little bit different because there was no questioning whether or not this guy shot Gianni Versace. He went out for coffee nine o'clock in the morning, and this young guy, like my age, played by Darren Chris in the new show, uh, who had killed like five other people that month, whoa, walked up to him and shot him dead. I have no idea about this story at all. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. but then the fallout. Yeah, uh, the the uh, Donatella Versace's acquisition of the company. I see. Yeah, and so like next season will not be a murder trial story. They're gonna do. Uh, I guess George Bush's kind of botching of handling the Hurricane Katrina aftermath. How that's criminal, I'm not exactly sure, but Dennis Quaid is going to play W. Well, isn't that the... Didn't you just say, oh, the next season after the Versace one? yes. Oh, wow. They're planning way out. They're doing stuff with Dennis Quaid. Okay, Dennis Quaid, not Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid's the crazy one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're brothers, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for the assassination. That's going to be good. Uh, Altered Carbon. Yeah, this doesn't sound good either. <laughs> As usual, Netflix has several new shows in the pipeline for 2018, but none are more intriguing than Altered Carbon, based on Richard K. Morgan's cyberpunk noir novel about a man who has managed to live for more than 300 years, transferring his consciousness into a new body before hiring a warrior whose mind has been imprisoned for centuries to find his killer. Hmm. I, like I a like, Doctor Who thing, I guess. I like the genre of cyberpunk. Yeah, what is cyberpunk? Usually on board with that. It's like kind of the Blade Runner. Um, oh. Maybe... What makes it punk? It's kind of like a film noir, but but having to do with like a cyber story, Matrix. Yeah. Blade Runner. Um, what would another one be? Uh, there's another book that I'm thinking of that I can't think of the name right now. But it's like Philip K. Dick kind of style novels all right you know what i'm saying okay kind of dystopic yeah science yeah. fiction-y yep all right cool i want to even say like ready player one would be able to qualify sounds like it. have you seen that. the trailer for that by the way yeah it looks pretty fun looks it looks all right it looks pretty cool yeah i don't know if i'm gonna read the book or just go to the movie i kind of want to read the book first yeah i'm reading this book called the nicks have you heard of the nicks by nathan hill the nix yeah no there could be people listening to this going oh colin uh <laughs> I read this review, this scathing review okay. of The Knicks by Nathan Hill. I'd never heard of it before. And then when I went and looked it up, I was like, oh, I recognize that. I've seen it on the shelves before. Because it turns out in 2011, it was the next great American novel. Oh. It was given every award you can give a book. It, this guy won best first novel of all time. 
Um, he's like 30. He's like a young guy. It was, it was, it was given unbelievable praise. Mm -hmm. One of the reviews on the back of it says anything that is not reading this book is a useless waste of my time. (laughs) So like really overly stated how amazing this book is. And I read this review about how overrated the Knicks by Nathan Hill is and about how it's, it's really quite sexist and it's, it's, uh, it's like David Foster Wallace for dumb people. Okay. And it's uh, it's really verbose and overwrought. And what I found was that everything the writer of this review was accusing Nathan Hill of, she was guilty of in her uh, review. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, I just wanted to check it out to spite this critic because it seemed like she had a chip on her shoulder. Uh-huh. And I am adoring this book. Oh, you're liking it? It's so excellent. It's beautifully written. Has this author done anything since? No, he has one giant book that came out a couple years ago. And okay. He's probably, he's probably got a, a very handsome advance for his second one. Sure, yeah. I have to think. And yeah, the main character's a little bit sexist, but that's clearly the point. Right. It's that's what's happening book. in the first hundred pages thus far. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Cool. Anyway, I recommend that. Nice. I don't know I how will, we got I'll, there. Maybe I'll read. Altered Carbon is not a good name for a show. That otherwise sounds like it could be okay. This is kind of interesting. This sounds like the sensitive show I might be interested in. It's called Rise. Jason Cadams, uh, this is the guy who made Friday Night Lights, Parenthood. He's got this new NBC drama. Now, NBC has This Is Us, right? So they've kind of rediscovered that you can have quality in your primetime dramas on network TV. And so they're hoping they're going to have another This Is Us with Rise. Uh, It starts Josh Radner. That's Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Okay. He plays uh, a school teacher who runs the theater department. Uh, and it's kind of about him revising the the theater curriculum in this kind of shady high school, I think. Okay. So that sounds like a You're going to love that show. It sounds right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. I like him, too. Mm-hmm. He's like a serious actor. You can kind of tell in interviews with him about How I Met Your Mother along the way that though that was like making his career, mm-hmm. um, he wants to be taken more seriously than that. Oh, interesting. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But yeah. I think he considers himself an artist. Okay. So I want to see his chops. Yeah, let's let's find out the next rise. Season. I'm be, when when does it come out? Like immediately? I don't, I don't or have dates. Like... These are these are all across the next year. Okay, or something. Sure. Uh, the terror. This is a new AMC show. Okay, new horror show. I don't know if they're thinking The Walking Dead is starting to get kind of stale. That's what it I've is. heard. Definitely uh, a thriller. It's produced by Ridley Scott, so that's kind of cool. It's about the Royal Navy's attempt to discover the Northwest Passage. The terror will blend real life historical events. Uh, with supernatural elements. Interesting. Really, Scott, it sounds kind of like Taboo, dude. though. And, and I was not on board with Taboo. Taboo is uh, Tom the, Hardy? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say Christian Bale, but I meant Tom Hardy. Uh, really, Scott seems busy lately, doesn't he? Yeah. His, uh, He's doing... Uh, he did... He did... Uh, all the money in the world. That's kind of gotten... All the money in the country. world. I think it cost about 10 million bucks to reshoot right. with Christopher Plummer. And any alien movie is te- technically... Uh, Ridley well, and Scott. wasn't the original Blade Runner Ridley Scott? Yes. But it wasn't, the new one was... This one wasn't produced by him or anything? Vill- villain, villain... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan Villain... Yeah. Yeah. I still need to see that, too. That could be one of those cults. I mean, like, it wasn't really a blockbuster, was it? It was kind of supposed to it be. It was but... culty, you're right. I don't think it made, I don't think it made, like, Guardians of the Galaxy money. But right. it definitely uh, did as well as it expected to, if not a little bit oh, better. Good. Okay. I, th- I think it was a positive box office thing. positive reception something called trust now it's funny we just mentioned all the money in the world mm-hmm. uh one of the reasons ridley scott was so desperate to get that movie out mm-hmm. on time uh spend the 10 million dollars if you have to uh fly christopher Plummer around like nine different countries or something to make sure this thing makes its deadline and not spend another year fixing this movie right is that uh fx is putting out a show about this the getty family so basically they had to beat this fx show both uh uh the movie studio and this little network have the same rights to the property doing potentially very similar things there's going to be a clear better and definitely going first gives you the advantage so Ridley scott was not going to risk that trust is the name of this new show it's a a 12 episode uh thing about about john paul getty the third uh, heir to the Getty oil fortune and the kidnapping of his grandson. So that's going to be very interesting. Okay. I, I, I don't feel like that's going to interest me that much. I mean, the movie doesn't really interest me. The yeah. the story surrounding the production of the movie is fascinating. <laughs> is the most interesting part. Yeah. I, I, I want to watch a documentary about the making of the movie. But yeah. 
Anyway, maybe the movie will draw me in. It stars uh, Donald Sutherland in the Christopher Plummer slash <laughs> that's a, Kevin Space. That's role. a good match. Everybody lines up. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Um, who, yeah, Kevin Spacey is the one that doesn't line up with that whole. No, he's way too young to play that part. Yeah. That's why casting Christopher Plummer makes so much sense. Yeah. He must have been a close second. Well, did you see Kevin Spacey with all the makeup and prosthetics? No. Oh, it doesn't even look like Kevin Spacey. Oh, really? They're trying so hard to, like, impress you with the prosthetics. Right. So that when you see the trailer, you're like... Like, all through the original trailer with Kevin Spacey before shit hit the fan. Yeah. They're, like, showing the back of his head. Yeah. And they're, like, showing him in the shadows. And then in the last frame of the trailer, they show you it's Kevin Spacey. And you're supposed to go, whoa, that's Kevin that's Spacey. Kevin Spacey. But he's, like, 55 playing a guy who's, like, 78. Wouldn't it be funny if they the big secret for that movie was it actually remained kevin spacey the whole time and they just told you it was kevin or christopher they put plummer. new prosthetics on him to look like christopher plummer yeah also dressed up as getty it would be so like meta and sensational speaking of meta we didn't talk about having both gone to see the disaster artist oh yeah man wasn't that great that was a fun time it was we really actually fun. went together and yeah. it was a great great uh great old movie it was actually well, like one of my favorite movies of the year i think definitely and really like sweet really yeah. like heartfelt sweet movie yep funny yeah oh funny, yeah definitely sweet. funny it wasn't as like depressing as i thought it might be no but sad at times you definitely feel for tommy yep how do you feel about franco's performance i thought it was great some people say like franco disappeared into that character like i think he definitely captured the 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 gist and yeah i, I love i love the joy he gets out of tommy yeah i think that's really contagious yep but Franco didn't disappear into that character. I can still see James. I can still hear James Franco in there. Yeah, I kind of want. I'm good at at um, locking myself off from who the actors right. actually. And are. And you should be. You should want to be that way. Yeah. But so I don't. I don't know. I I think he. I think he like you know he he's up for best actor in a lot of the categories, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he'll get the Oscar now because no. that's more streamlined. Right. Yeah. You don't think he deserves... Do you think he deserves that mention? I mean, I think... I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it would be really exciting for uh, comedy. I think it would be exciting for the comedy genre for yeah. them to recognize that as right. something important. Although, at the same time, I might wonder if they're only recognizing it because it's Hollywood. Right. Although, really, it's not a Hollywood story. It's an American dream story, but it's not like... It's not La La Land. It's not uh, Hollywood executives patting right. themselves on the back for, isn't our industry cool? Yeah. Doesn't this really speak to us? It's like kind of the opposite of that. What do you think the odds of Tommy Wiseau going to the Oscars are? Oh, he is going to the Oh, he, he is. Well, I, th I, think, I think James Franco said he's taking Tommy as his plus one to all the award shows. Oh, cool. So whether or not uh, he gets nominated, I'm sure he gets invited to the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. He hosted a few years ago, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's that's pretty funny. Tommy Wiseau yeah. at the Oscars. At yeah, long last. I, I hope they talk catch capture some awesome red carpet moments with him. Yeah. It's been like, of course, it is a movie I love. <laughs> oh, American movie. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that guy so much. Uh Barry is finally coming out. This was announced like years ago. Oh, that's the Barack Obama show? No, that was a movie. That was, was a, a that was a Netflix movie called Barry. This is something else. Oh, okay. Um Back when Bill Hader left SNL like five, six years ago, he's like, I'm going to do an HBO show called Barry about, uh, is he an assassin? Yeah, a disillusioned hitman. Uh, and so it's like a dark comedy. Wow. And HBO is kind of without their their like dark comedy now, I yeah. think. Uh, so that's finally coming out. Oh, I can't wait to see this. I think I it'll love be good. Bill Hader. I, I was heartbroken to hear he broke up with his wife. I know, yeah. I was... guess they've been broken up for a little while. They just got divorced, but yeah. they have young kids. So yeah. It's kind of a drag. It sucks. It's also hard to imagine Bill Hader having difficulty with somebody. I know. Like in a real way. Like yeah. he seems so lovely and easy to get along with. You're right. Any article, I think I might have said this before, any article that I see that Bill Hader is involved in, I just want to read. Yeah, that's an instant sell. Yeah. Yeah, I love like Bill Hader. Bill Hader's top whatever of whatever. I'm like, oh, full in. That and I think there was maybe a chance he could become a leading man. Like in yeah. not necessarily in like a Paul Rudd way, but like almost he was the he was the romantic interest in in the train wreck movie. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was like his last big role. You're right. That was I a wonder if years ago. maybe he just disappeared into doing this Barry thing. Maybe. I'm really excited for it. I think I think yeah. it'd be good. I hope it opens up some doors for him. Uh, same crew, same crew as Disaster Artist. Also, uh, Maniac, starring Jonah Hill and Emma Stone, doing a show together. Oh, a show! 
Yeah. Maniac. On what? Do we know? Uh, nope. Don't know. Like it's, Netflix Showtime. It's HBO. a remake of a 2014 Norwegian series revolves around the fantasy worlds of two psychiatric hospital patients. So they're both in the loony bin, for the lack of a better word. Okay. Uh, super bad reunion. Neat. Both yeah. of them uh, Academy Award nominees multiple times. Her a winner. Yep. Come a long way. Wow, yeah. And same production company as The Disaster Artist? No, I just mean same crew because Jonah Hill. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Same world. Yeah, not a lot of buzz about that so far, but it's called Maniac. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah. This one has the potential to be either really great or really disappointing. And uh, if you look at uh, one of the most celebrated movies of the year and one of the most reviled movies of the year, which are It and Dark Tower... You really see two sides of the Stephen King coin. So, like one movie that like fans were immensely satisfied by, really got on board with, and another one that really broke fans' hearts, which mm-hmm. was Dark Tower. Uh, Stephen King has had. Did the Dark Tower break fans' hearts? Yeah, huge. W- was that the one? Did we cover that? It wasn't a show. It was a movie. Idris Elba and oh right, Matthew yeah, McConaughey. Yeah. It's a series of eight books, and a lot of people said it should be a miniseries. Right. This I was sh- thinking Man in the High Tower. Right. Yes. Right. No. Uh, a series of eight books. A lot of people thought it should be an eight-part miniseries that can really do it properly. And I guess it was just a, a total disaster. But it was a big year for for Stephen King adaptations. There was also a Mr. Mercedes uh, seven or eight-part miniseries. He's been adapted a lot in the last couple of years. And now there's a new show called Castle Rock, which is interesting because right. Castle Rock is a fictional land in the Stephen King multiverse. Um, I think it's a place in Derry, Maine, which is also like where it takes place and it's yeah. where um I, th- I think it's where uh stand by me takes place all of this uh, the shawshank redemption mm-hmm. all of this stuff that is uh tangentially stephen king's extended universe exists in one place and now there's a show called castle rock also set there so it's not based Ooh. on one of his books but it's set in his world yeah wow and what and do we know what that's going to be on uh i think it's on hulu on Hulu. And he's got a relationship with Hulu from uh, 11, 22, 63. Right. And I thought that was really good. Yep. Uh, and, it's also Franco was in that, right? That was Franco, yeah. Yep. It was produced by J.J. Abrams is this new show, Castle Ooh. Rock. So I think it... Man, that guy is freaking busy, isn't he? Yeah. Good Lord. Yep. You know, gearing up to direct episode nine and also executive producing like six different TV shows. All of them good. <sighs> the nerve. I know. What an asshole. <laughs> Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, the TV show starring John Krasinski. Jack so Ryan. this is an what Amazon is show, you know Tom Clancy like the spy. Oh, I know, novelist. I know Tom Clancy. Jack Ryan is his is his uh, is his guy. Is Alex Cross his James Bond cell? character? Yes, okay. his, his like main character and Harrison Ford played Jack Ryan. Oh, um, I think somebody else like did Jeremy Renner play Jack Ryan or Matt Damon or I think it was Matt Damon. Somebody else played uh, Jack Ryan in a fairly uh, unexciting reboot a couple of years ago, and, and now John Krasinski is playing him. Wow. TV show. I, I like Krasinski being on TV again. I like him being on TV, and I like him not playing Jim. Like, this is definitely a departure. He's muscly. He's sweaty. Yeah. You know? play someone kind of smart. Oh, I think he has to play someone smart. You know, not like dry smart. Right. But like kind of funny smart. The Romanoffs is the new show from Matthew Weiner, although it'd be interesting to see what happens with that show after his... Uh, being accused of uh, sexual misconduct. Yeah. This is the Mad Men guy. He's got a new show. It's about... Is it going to be on AMC? Uh, It doesn't say... No, it's Amazon. Amazon. It's an Amazon show. Do I have any notes about what it's about? It's set in the present day, features separate stories about people around the world who believe they are the descendants of the Russian royal family. (laughs) That sounds kind of weird. The Romanovs. It sounds quirky. It sounds quirky. Yeah. How do you get more than one season out of that? I don't know. I guess you develop it. I guess you discover that one of them is right and the other <laughs> oh, ones are okay. jealous and or I don't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Something called Alex Inc. This is a new uh, network sitcom from Zach Braff. I don't have high hopes for this. Mm. Uh, Alex Schuzman, Schuman, a radio journalist, husband, and father of two who decides to quit his job and start his own company. Alex Inc. Sounds very formulaic. Sounds very like I'm going to start anew. I'm going to take on the world. I'm going to be the little guy. Right. Has Zach Braff had any... Sorry. I'm doing the thing where I'm like eating candy and talking. Um, that is not me. 
Okay. Way, All right. That was you. Uh, has Zach Braff had any success in the box office lately? Like, really, after Garden State, he tried making a couple movies and they he didn't tra- really work he out. He crowdfunded another movie, which I think was, like, not that good. I think Garden State is really overrated, too. He's mm-hmm. also never really been a movie star. Like, he did a, a lot of scrubs. Mm-hmm. So he's probably got lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, which kind of makes it weird that he had to crowdfund a movie. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know the ins and outs. Uh, but this is a network sitcom. So he's not, he's still not a movie star. No. It kind of just seemed, it kind of stinks of canceled already. You know, it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of like I mean, myself and I, the Bobby Moynihan show, like, oh, there's no way this show is going to survive. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I hope Bobby Moynihan gets something. Yeah, me too. Me too. The Alienist, crime reporter John Moore meets with psychologist Dr. Laszlo Kreisier to investigate a serial killer in New York during the 19th century on a lot of lists. What's it called? The Alienist. The I, don't, I don't know any uh, the cast. I don't know a whole lot about it. I don't know the network, but it's on a lot of lists. And it's a serial killer in New York. Uh, the investigating of a serial killer oh, in okay. New York, 19th century. Uh, good Omens. Oh, that's going to be good. Good Omens. Right. This was that one with... Uh, Michael Sheen, John Hamm. This is the Neil Gaiman, uh, right. Terry Pratchett book. Right. This is very exciting. I think that's going to be a really big deal. Uh, and it'd be interesting, too, if American Gods comes back this year. Yeah. Like That seemed like it was going to be a big deal. Excuse me. And then people stopped talking about it, like, full stop. Pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was in a, like, weird flashback episode where a lot of the main characters were playing characters in the flashback that I fell off with that yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, counterpart, this is uh, J.K. Simmons, a U.N. employee, discovers the agency he works for is hiding a gateway to a parallel dimension. J.K. Simmons. Always good. Yeah, absolutely. I saw the trailer for that, actually. Oh, okay. It's going to be on Hulu. Uh, Vanity Fair, new adaptation of William Makepeace's Thackeray's Vanity Fair. So it's an adaptation of the famous novel Vanity Fair. Um, and it's a miniseries, so that has potential. And then this other one you're going to start hearing about, I think, in the next couple of weeks. And I think maybe we should do it on the podcast next week. It's just a miniseries. Awesome. Uh, it's already premiered on uh, Channel 4 and all four in the United Kingdom. It's existed already. Now it's coming to Netflix uh, Friday. Okay. It's called The End of the Fucking World. Oh, amazing. Okay. The, it's based on a, a comic series, the same name, by Charles S. Forsman. It's about a teenage self-proclaimed psychopath. He says, I'm a psychopath. Okay. He goes on a road trip with this kind of rebel teenage girl, this behaviorally troubled girl okay. who thinks he's interesting because he's weird. Mm-hmm. And he's decided he really wants to kill somebody. He oh, really he, he wants the joy of killing somebody, and he's decided this is the girl to kill. And they go on a road trip together, and I think they fall in love. Right. And it's very, very weird looking, and it's called The End of the Fucking the World. The End of the Fucking World. And it world. looks fun. And it's going to be on Netflix on Friday? Yes, sir. Cool. Have you seen a trailer for it? I've seen the trailer. Have you seen trailers for many of these shows? No. It kind of makes me want to look at all of the trailers and yeah. assess them. That would take you like a whole day. Maybe follow up. That's that's it for shows we have to look forward to if I've forgotten any. Okay. Um, definitely tweet us at Show Show Podcast, but I'm just going to run down the quick list mm-hmm. of some other ones that are going to come back, some that you've mentioned already. Can I ask, do you know what the if what the network the John Hamm, uh, Neil Gaiman show is going to be on? Is that going to be on Stars? I think. I'm oh, sorry. No, I don't have any uh, information. It's probably not on Stars. No. No, I don't, that's where American Gods is. Yeah. No, I think it's a little better than that. Okay, good. It might be Amazon even. Maybe that would be AMC. cool. I don't know. I don't Amazon know. seems promising. So uh, March, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events is coming back. Okay. Mindhunter's coming back this year. Making a Murderer is coming back this year. So that's been gone for a couple years. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to delve into the same story again. I know that's continued to develop. I, I don't think it can have as much steam as it did the first time around. I don't think so. I think we've kind of moved on. The same way Serial was nothing in the second season compared to the first yeah. season. And they never did a third season. Uh, taboos coming back the return of roseanne is happening this year right so i don't know who knows what that'll be like whitney cummings is involved she's the head writer she's the head writer and norm mcdonald is on the writing staff too wow but it's another show much like will and grace that disregards what happened to make it poignant in its in its season finale series finale so that they can revive it of course with john goodman who i'm a little bit surprised is wanting john goodman die at the end of the yeah Oh, and they're bringing him back. Yeah. Wow. That's that's rough. Why is he coming back? He's like he's like Cloverfield. He, he's like, like a noted um 
actor. Like, Coen like, Brothers is, guy. He is like, like an acclaimed actor. He's, he's a phenomenal actor. actor he looks great. He just doesn't need this. I mean, no. obviously, he, he must have a special place in his heart for Roseanne. Although, that would, was a pretty dark so. time for him. He was drinking a lot then. Oh, was he? Yeah. So, like, uh, I don't really see why it has to happen. They're again. talking about a Cloverfield um, sequel, eh? That that has not been uh, uh, part three promoted at all. And yeah. it's just going to come out. God Particle. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of J.J. Abrams. He's also involved in that? Yeah, he's been involved in all of them. In all of them. So I haven't seen the, the first one. two. Me neither, but apparently they're really good. Apparently the John Goodman one, the 12 Cloverfield Lane is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it got some award buzz. Cool. So yeah, I don't know why he has to come back for that. I I, I don't feel attached to Roseanne, so maybe I right. would feel differently otherwise. Did you see Bright? That was a big Netflix thing. Man, I was saving it for the end of the show. Okay. For obvious <laughs> reasons. Ozark coming back. Westworld coming back. The Orville coming back. Uh, Lost in Space is coming back. Do you know they're rebooting Lost in Space? I heard about that. Yeah, I don't really know feel either way. Nah. Uh, okay. We'll uh, see. A big one that's definitely going to make some make some waves uh, for a short time, I'm sure, is House of Cards. Final season of House of Cards, of course, it's the one where Robin Wright's coming back, but Kevin Spacey's not. What are mm. they going to do? They're on a break. <laughs> I didn't finish the last season, and I don't no. care to, but I'm curious to see what the new one back looks like. Yep. I found out my uh, sister's boyfriend was uh, is pretty good friends with the guy who beheads someone in one of the seasons of House of Cards. Does someone get beheaded in House of Cards? Yeah, he's like like almost like an ISIS member. Oh, maybe it's the most recent season. He's friends with the guy who gets beheaded. No, who beheads? Does oh, the beheading. he plays the ISIS member. Yeah. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's a little dark. Yeah. Method? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Really I don't want to think find so, but the sympathy confirm. in this character. Yeah. Uh, and American Idol's coming back this year. Oh, Sanjaya. That's right. Yeah, him too. <laughs> exactly. He's hosting. Sanjaya. No, uh, Ryan Seacrest is coming back to host. Again, why? Why? Like, why do you like don't being you tired so much? Your... You just took this new job at ABC in New York. Yep. Why would you need to go back to LA every week? I don't know. Every, he's going to fly back and forth. He's not going to miss alive with kelly and ryan i don't know if he's well do you think he's well no i think he has a lot to prove yeah i think he's like really insecure he must he might be. be a little bit off like he can't say no he's just yeah. a robot programmed to say yes to everything yeah and the guy, i looked up his, all of his, his history of girlfriends yeah and it's kind of incredible yeah terry hatcher for a little while yeah julianne huff for a long all time all of the most like attractive women in the world oh yeah yeah, absolutely. Playmates, supermodels, Victoria's Secret people. He has, look, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. He's a nice looking fella. I'm saying I think he's crazy. You think he's crazy? Yeah. For dating these beautiful women? Well, no, not for that. You think he's like a, you think he's like a, a, a Patrick Bateman type serial killer guy? <laughs> yeah, I, think I do. He, I think he has that kind I'm, of potential. I'm, I'm writing that. <laughs> I'm staking my claim right now. He is the most likely to be a serial killer. Man, that is the next great novel about like a Ryan Seacrest type guy who secretly has the most evil, vicious life, yeah. except it already exists in American Psycho. Yeah, I guess so. But maybe this is the next American Psycho. The American Psycho 2, the Ryan Seacrest story. <laughs> yeah. American crime story. Very more literal than I thought you were going to get that. <laughs> yeah, very clear. <laughs> The Brian Seacrest story. <laughs> Brian Seacrest. <laughs> oh, or what if it's about the guy who he did American Idol season one with that just vanished into thin air? Oh, that guy. That's a great idea. What was his name? Like Brian something? Uh, Hey, Siri, who hosted the first season of American Idol? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Siri, who hosted the first season of American Idol? useless you know my brother got a google home for christmas and that thing works so well really yeah just spits the info out at you yeah it, it talks to you like you're a human and it doesn't say hey i looked this up for you um and co-host um boy this is really good radio I want to know now. It's like Brian. I'm not talking because I'm chewing on a candy. It's like Brian Tuttleman or something. It's like Brian. Oh, yeah. Brian. uh, Brian Tuttleman. It's not Tuttleman, but it's something like that. It sounds so good. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just call it American Psycho 2, the Brian Tuttleman story. Brian Tuttleman's great because we need a fictional name anyway. Parentheses. The guy who hosted with Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) Literally the guy who, who you haven't seen in a long time. What's he been doing? He's been slashing up people. 
He's been slashing people up. Yes, and now he, he's running for governor of Indiana. He probably smokes 80 cigarettes a day. You think specifically 80 cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. To calm him, like, because you can do other things to de-stress yourself besides I just think he's got like a, just kind of like a crazy, greasy guy now. He's like, I was on fucking <laughs> season one of American Idol. Maybe he'll audition for the new season of American Idol yeah. as a singer. <laughs> There's nothing that would please me more than that. <laughs> that would be really something. And T. Chris is just like, dude, like you gotta give it up. Like you gotta get out of here. Are you drinking? You have to. You, you smell have, like alcohol. You have to stop coming here Tuttleman. every year. Get out of here, Tuttleman, Tutty. <laughs> you stole my cigarettes. <laughs> you assaulted my girlfriend. Get out of here. Whoa, did he? Yeah, Tuttleman did. Yeah, with a with a chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. You assaulted my girlfriend by murder through chainsaw (laughs) (laughs) and i can't have you around bud Uh, can't have you going around killing people so we'll be back after this (laughs) yeah uh yeah bright bright um bright got its sequel bright bright got a sequel yeah i saw that today isn't that something yes people watched it something It it had like 11 million views in the first three days did you watch it no. You didn't watch it. No. Do, do you know what our slogan is? I know what our slogan is, but I told you that I was kind of excited about seeing Brian. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. And I Was it good? Because critically it bombed. I don't know that I disliked it. Okay. I, I, watched, I watched it while having a couple of glasses of wine mm-hmm. uh, over the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And I didn't laugh at it as hard as I thought I was going to laugh at it. It was basically a combination of training day and lord of the rings oh my lord (laughs) and i realized that the writer was from training day the the writer someone involved bright someone involved with bright but that was max landis who wrote bright not exclusively okay maybe not there was other people involved okay one was training day guy oh i think he directed he might have directed bright yeah. But wrote Training Day. Oh. <laughs> like, it was a really weird combo of what things. What a filmography. Like, huh. Anyway, it kind of worked for me. Although there okay. was, like, if I watched it again, I, I think I would tell you there were a lot of things wrong with it. Yeah. And I think even in the moment of drinking, I thought there was a lot of things wrong with it. And it was a bit on the nose. A lot of the racist overtones were a little bit like... Oh, really? Yeah, it was supposed to be about, like, the first orc that was ever on the police force and no one really wanted to be with the orc because the orc had all of these kind of negative uh associations because they were all like the gangbangers all the orcs clear metaphor for racism and the elves were kind of like the upper class slash also like the the fbi yeah yeah why is it called bright what a because a bright is that shit so much. A, a bright is the only one that can uh, use a wand. Oh, <laughs> and this, yeah, so that you can see why there's a lot of things wrong with it. But it was kind of a fun watch. Officially getting a sequel. Officially getting a sequel within like ten days of its release. Yeah, I know because <laughs> it had so many views. Yeah, it clearly worked. Netflix pulling out the stops. They might get bought by Apple this year. That's the scuttlebutt. Wow. Would that be a good thing for Netflix or not? See, Apple wants to have a piece of this uh, like original programming thing, yeah. but they're too far behind. Yeah. And they want to keep up with Amazon. Right. They hate that they're falling behind Amazon. And so they're like, well, we'll just buy the biggest TV company. Yeah. Has Netflix, has no one else tried buying Netflix yet? I think Disney wanted to buy it and they right. decided, never mind, we're just going to do our own thing. Right. Well, Apple should just throw money at it. I guess, but I'd be nervous about the quality, yeah. uh, the quality retention. Yeah, because it's owned by Apple. Well, one thing's for sure. Never trust Will Smith. Smith. Never trust Will Smith. Happy New Year. (laughs) 2018, here we go.